Hello, boys and ghouls. Welcome to the Nick Taylor Horror Show. I'm your host, Nick Taylor. Kind of freaking out about today's episode. I'll tell you why. A person's favorite band tells you a lot about them because choosing your favorite band is based on things like sentimentality, emotional resonance, and overall how that band makes you feel. With that in mind, anybody who's known me for more than 10 minutes knows that the Misfits are my favorite band of all time. Since I was a teenager, something about their sound, their songs, their lyrics, the mood of their music, and how they were able to take such outrageous subject matter like aliens, zombies, serial killers, ghosts, vampires, and turn it into songs that were so hard-hitting, so catchy, so cinematic, and so much goddamn fun. To me, it was always a magic combination that they had, and it always really moved me. Today... We have the very soul of the misfits here. Guitar legend, Mr. Doyle Wolfgang von Frankenstein. Meeting Doyle was a huge honor and a whole lot of fun. When I learned to play guitar, I completely emulated his heavy and fast-paced downstroke style. To this day, I can downstroke better than anybody I know. One thing I'll tell you, having met him, when it comes to rock stars, Doyle is the real deal. On top of being extremely kind and generous with his time and knowledge and just an overall really nice guy seeing him on tour and seeing him on instagram and just following his career the one thing that constantly dawns on me is that he's a very positive inspiration he's a real role model for people particularly in the punk rock community he just sets such a good example when you observe his healthy lifestyle and how much he advocates for people to be healthy and his his strong dedication to veganism, which is very admirable. On top of the fact that the guy works, he's constantly putting out albums. He's constantly touring all over the world. He is unstoppable. He doesn't slow down for a minute, and he's been doing this for a while. And he's not about to slow down. That and he has this wonderful relationship with Elisa from Arch Enemy. I follow both of them on Instagram and you can just see the love and support and respect that they have for each other. And it's truly inspirational. He's he's a really inspirational and awesome guy. And uh, it was an honor to talk to him. So we get into a lot of fun stuff about music, his new albums, his recording style, the misfits, and overall we get into his advice for aspiring artists, which was really, really fun to get into. It was super exciting to talk to him. And uh, one thing, when you interview people who you consider to be kind of your heroes, it's it's easy to get caught up in phrasing the questions right and not screwing up. And it's really easy to forget to enjoy the moment. And that was me probably about two-thirds of the way into the interview. And then towards the end, I just let him have it and told him how much he meant to me. And uh, yeah, so I started kind of fanning out towards the end. And you can definitely hear it. It's <laughs> it's kind of funny. But anyway, without further ado, here's the man, the legend, the abominator himself, Mr. Doyle Wolfgang von Frankenstein. Doyle, yes, thank sir. you for doing this, man. You're welcome. So first of all, I think your Instagram page might be one of my favorite things on the internet. Oh, cool. Because we get to see you on tour. We get to see all everything that you're doing. We get to see you working so hard. I have mixed feelings about social media and the internet in general. Yeah. 
But being able to see your artistic process and seeing you on the road and all that is super duper cool. But at the same time, I think that you are one of the best examples set for people in the in the music industry, particularly Me? in the punk rock. Okay. We get to see you. We get to see your healthy lifestyle. We get to see how hard you work. There's a lot of really inspirational stuff there. You really inspire people to be healthy. We see how dedicated you are to veganism. I mean, you're such a well-balanced individual. And then we get to see this beautiful relationship that you and Elisa have. Right. The support that you guys have for each other and the love that you have for each other, it's really amazing, man. It's its really inspirational. And uh, you know, I got to thank you for setting such a good example, for sure. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. When you started putting out your own albums, you started your own label. You started right. Monster Man Labels. What led you to, to start your own label? Um, I just, you know, it's the paying for the recording. You go in a studio and you're recording for weeks. It's so expensive. Yeah. You know, it's $1,000 a day or more sometimes, you know. So I just bought all the uh, gear I needed to do it at home. So if I suck that day, I stop. <laughs> and I come back the next day. Right. You know, and you could sit there in your underwear and fucking just do it. Perfect. Nobody's stressing on you. Nobody's right. like, come on, hurry up, do it. You know, and uh, my thought was if you have a good, clean, digital sound, you can mix it. Right. It's digital, you know which I don't like. I'd rather go on tape, but right. where are you going to do that anymore? So Yeah. So do you guys, you and Alex Wolfman, do you guys do everything remotely for the most part? Like you'll do the guitar and then you'll have somebody else do drums? Or I, well, what happens is I, um, I'll i make him a demo of a new song. I'll program all the drums. Okay. I'll play the bass and the guitar. And, and I'll make a sheet for him of what each part I think it is. Got it. Then I tell him, do whatever you want. Because sometimes he'll sing on a riff or, you know what I mean? He'll see something different and it's better. Right. You know, and I never never changed one thing he did. He never changed one thing I did. I send him what I send him. He sends it back. That's it. Nice. I and mean, it's got to be a lot easier that way because you can do it on your time. You don't have to book the studio time. You it's don't have easier. To, uh... And uh, working with him is great because it's just he's he's a songwriting machine. You know? Yeah. Oh, it's insane. He's got a band called Cancer Slug. Right. He, he must have 400 songs. Oof. Yeah, and they're all good. Yeah. <laughs> Where, how do you write songs? I think there's something really interesting about when artists sit down and, and their creative process. Do you have a location that you go to? I don't. Uh, I just, every time I pick a guitar up, I try and write something. Because why mm. am I going to play something I've already played? Right. I could practice that when I have to practice that. You know what I mean? Right. So every time I try and write something, you know, and um, that's it. Sometimes you'll write the whole song right in a row and your mind will blow because the thing that um, is hard to remember is the right hand, not the left hand. It's the rhythm. Mm. You could remember what you did with your left hand, but you go back to play it the next day. If the rhythm's wrong, all of a sudden it sucks. And you're like, right. why was that so good? It was this hand. You know, so uh, sometimes I'll take the recorders like we were talking about and um, I record a riff. I come up with a riff. I put it down. I say what the notes are so I don't have to figure it out again. Mm -hmm. And I forget about it. It's not in my brain anymore. It's instantly out of my brain. I don't have to remember it. Right. And then I go back through the library. When I write something, I'm like, mm, fuck, I need something to go next. And I'll look through that and just piece the songs together. Or you write them in a row, which is, you know, it's freaky because you start freaking out because you, <laughs> you you can't, you know, fuck up and forget the part you just wrote. Right. Because, you you know, because it's flowing and you're like, oh, no. But you want to keep playing it. So yeah, yeah, you yeah, just, yeah. It's crazy. Your mind goes crazy. 
That's cool. Yeah. yeah, I actually, when I started learning to play guitar, I learned Misfit songs first. Right. To this day, I still Me too. <laughs> Same. We got that in common. Yeah. To this day, I still mostly downstroke. Yeah. For the most part. Me too. Yeah. And I stick to the, the first two straight. You pretty much taught me how to play guitar. Yeah. So I got to thank you for that. Honestly, um, on the Doyle stuff, I wrote a song called Dreaming Dead Girls, and it has just an up and down rhythm, and that was the first up and down rhythm I've ever written. Oh, yeah? And it was so hard for me when I first did it, because I've never played up and down. Right. And I was like, wow, this is fucking hard. And now that, I, that I've been doing it, it's like so easy. It's a little easier. <laughs> it's so yeah. stupid that it's, it's such an easy rhythm. But at that point, I've never did that. Yeah. So it was like, whoa. Well, downstroke is hard for a lot of people. Because I, I, was, I was with a band for a while, and I would write songs on the guitar. And I'd hand them over to the guitar player. I'd be like, no, 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 you got to go. You got to downstroke. I would micromanage. You're not supposed to do that. Well, they it's like guitar player's got to be the guitar player. A lot player. of people can't do that. Yeah. But I pretty much learned that way. So I just think everybody can downstroke that hard and that fast. But no, it's not It's not really the I case. I did a show, uh, Metal Allegiance. You know what that is? No. It's it's uh, Anthrax and um, Testament, Slayer, Megadeth. Nice. Death Angel. You know, it's all it's all the, like the female singers, Christina. Mm -hmm. It's uh, My Girl Sings on it. Floor Sings on it. Anyway, go to rehearse because I wanted to perform with Elisa. So I said, they said, um, you want to come down and do a song? And I said, only if she's singing. I'm not, I don't want to fucking jam with you guys. I don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? I want to play with her. Yeah. And so they picked Last Caress. So me and her learned it. I mean, I knew it, but. Right. You know, she, she learned it in like two seconds. And, uh, and so she we, sang it. Oh, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, she's a great singer. So we uh, go down to rehearsal. And um, Alex Skolnick from Testament, is, he's, he's playing. And it sounds great. Mm -hmm. He hands me his guitar and he goes, oh, just change whatever you want on the amp. I'm like, nah, I ain't changing your sound. I got to rehearse one song. What the fuck would I do that for? Yeah. I hit one chord. For me, it sounded like shit. I was like, <laughs> we looked at each other, me and my girl like, oh, wow. Okay, let's go. So we're playing and I'm watching these guys practice and they're all struggling. They're all sweating and they're all like trying to downstroke and they're all like flipping out. And I'm just looking at him like, wow. Okay, so then after the song, Alex comes up to me and he's like, your right hand. And I looked at it. I thought it was bleeding. You know, I'm like, what? He goes, so fast. I'm like, fast? We're playing this in reverse. So you know how fast I play this stuff? And uh, then at that moment, I realized I can't play like these guys, but they cannot play like me. Right. You know? Yeah, it's a different, it's a totally different speed and It's a energy. totally different animal. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, a lot of people can't play the Misfit songs, period. They, mm -hmm. they don't have the fucking groove. Right. A lot of drummers can't even play it. And it's such a, to me, it's simple as hell. Right. It's just the first thing I learned. Right. It's like your ABCs, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like, and a lot of people can't play it. And it blows my mind. I'm like, you could play all this double bass, intricate fucking arpeggios, G clefs, and all this fucking sweeping shit, but you can't play this? <laughs> it seems you like be the fucking kidding me. thing. Yeah. You gotta be kidding me. It's like doing Ramon songs. Yeah. A lot, a lot of people can't people play can. them. They can't play them either. Yeah. So what are you working on now? I'm um, just writing. We got, you know, I got at least 10, 12 things I have to um, demo, give to Alex mm -hmm. to finish. And uh, we'll put a new record out. But we're, we're, you know, we got a couple tours coming up. So that's what we're doing. Nice. When you were growing up, was there a turning point band that you listened to and you said, this is what I want to do? Misfits. It was the Misfits. Yeah. Got it. Um, Static Age. <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 sure 
So you were in um, you were in one of Rob Zombie's recent music videos. Yeah. Do you want to do more music video stuff or any kind of for him? Acting, yeah. Or? For me, I hate it. I hate oh, doing really? my own. But um, you know, I always told him, I says, if you're doing a monster movie, I want to be a monster. Yeah. You know, if, especially if there's full body prosthetics, I'll wear it 24 hours a day. Just feed me. Yeah. Then he calls me up. He's like, you want to be a monster in my video? I'm like, yes, I do. Are you going to feed me? He goes, yes, I am. <laughs> and then I came down and did it. Yeah. Yeah, it's super cool. And then uh, the other day, there was somebody posted something that he was making a Creature from the Black Lagoon remake. And I was like, I called him. I'm like, I'm the fucking creature. <laughs> He's like, I'm not making that. That's that's fake. I'm like, fuck. Well, if you make it, I'm the creature. <laughs> <laughs> You're the first one he calls. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, it'd be like um, Shape of Water, but. Right, the actual creature from the Black Lagoon. Yeah, whatever happened to Killigy? Um, that's Roberts. an Alan question. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I, I think the... he made another one. I think he was going to make a cartoon. Yeah, I saw there. There was a cartoon that had an animated version of you. It was like a five minute segment. Right, it was a little one. It was awesome because mm. seeing you in your in in like a whole different universe as right. a character was super duper cool. Yeah, yeah. Are you thinking of doing more of that kind of stuff where, there, where Doyle's a character in, in some sort of horror um, story? I would love to be in some horror movies. We got one uh, we we're supposed to be doing, but I don't know what the hell's happened with it. It was called Death Ward 13. I think I read about that. I'm supposed that. to kill a bunch of people, and I don't get to say anything, but that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Would you be as Doyle, full makeup and everything? Uh, I don't know. They wouldn't give me some kind of mask, Okay, you know? So... I gotcha. Yeah. And one of the things I thought was really, really interesting about you always is you were really protective of your image. Like mm-hmm. you wouldn't appear out of makeup. Yeah. And you see the Kiss guy, you'll see like Gene Simmons do interviews and he doesn't have the makeup on. Right. But you always, always stay in character as much as possible. How did you develop such a kind of respect for the character? You know what it is? Uh, I remember watching Kiss take their makeup off on TV. Do you remember that? How old are you? I'm 34. Yeah, you didn't see it. Nah. So uh, they took it off. And when Gene Simmons took his off, Everybody laughed. Paul Stanley looks like Paul Stanley, of course. Right. He looks the same, you know? But, yeah, you could hear the people in the, in the room laughing. I was like, why did they take that off? That was a bad move. But anyway, I don't want people to see me in my Clark Kent because I don't like to get noticed. I have social mm-hmm. anxiety, and if people recognize me, I don't like it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't. One time I was at Disney World with my daughter. She was on the teacups. This fucking kid wouldn't leave me the fuck alone. And I, want, I, I was this close to fucking killing him. Oh, man. You know what I mean? Because he wouldn't fucking stop. You know? What, was he just badgering you, asking you for he, autographs and pictures? He, he wouldn't stop. I had a Sam Hain shirt on, my mistake. You know what I mean? <laughs> because all I wear <laughs> is fucking away. band merch because that's all I fucking, <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't right. buy clothes. So, yeah, he's like, oh, I know what you're like. It's not me. Go away. Go away, you know? But uh, I get recognized more with her because they see the blue hair. Then they see the ape walking next to her. And they're like, that's them. <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> right. So, but yeah, I just, you know, I don't want to fucking deal with nobody. Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah. So are you thinking of taking on other bands under your label or is it strictly for you and we, your material? We took one on called Element A440. Oh, cool. I think we're going to take on Dead Girls Corp. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't know. I don't, I don't have time to go look at bands or do that. You know, that's the Bruce thing. Right. You know, so. Cool. Yeah. Are there any other styles that you're thinking of exploring that you haven't Musically? done yet? Yeah. Um, I'm just going to keep going, whatever comes out, you know? Yeah. I just, you know, people like, what inspires you? N- n- just 
good songs inspire me, you know? Mm -hmm. I put my phone on shuffle, you know? I even leave it running while I'm writing. So in between me stopping, there's noise. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which helps a lot. Yeah, I don't like the sound of silence. I get weird about it. Like if there's music not playing. Yeah, if you're writing a riff, you know, and if you come up with something, you got to shut it off, you got to shut it off. But if you're fucking around and it helps because it's just, it's just you put it on where you can't make out what it is right you know i mean so there's something because when you stop you stopped yeah you know but uh yeah i just uh i just write whatever man i just you know whatever is comfortable mm-hmm. if it gets if it gets where my fingers are tying in knots and i'm like i'll freak out when this part's coming live i, I throw <laughs> it out even if it's great i'm like i'm not doing this yeah you know yeah because you gotta be able to do it live without any yeah. worry yeah yeah so, I mean, you've been in the music business for a long time yeah. and you've seen many different phases of it. What advice would you give to musicians and bands who nowadays who, who want to make a name for themselves? Um, I'll, I'll start from the beginning. If, if I would say if you were a little kid starting and you wanted to be a musician, say you're 13 or whatever, 15, mm-hmm. don't sit in your room and learn arpeggios and G clefs and all that fucking horseshit. <laughs> Study song structure, learn how to write great songs, get a great fucking singer and get a look you don't have to be the greatest guitar player you know what uh jeff loomis my friend he's an arch enemy mm-hmm. he sees these little kids on fucking instagram and shit he's like oh man you know what do i suck i'm like are you out of your mind these kids could not step on a stage and play what the fuck you play they yeah. could they could do eruption mm-hmm. but they can't write a fucking note <laughs> you know what i mean right it's all that theory and it's a bunch of enough that's execution. a bunch of horse shit you know like you know you sit there and you learn everybody else's shit fuck everybody else's shit yeah just fucking write your own shit man yeah i think there's really something to be said for that because a lot of kids will i mean it, you do have to learn other people's songs to an extent so you can start doing your own stuff i only but... know the shit i play i don't know yeah. anything else i think it's important to develop a style though and i feel like a lot of music teachers don't teach that they can't teach it because they're not teaching that yeah you know the only thing they could teach that is you fucking around by yourself mm-hmm. all you really need to know is what the notes are on those strings you know, one or two chords. So I still know fucking two chords. That's it. You can do a lot with two chords. Yeah, you could do a lot with two chords. You know what I mean? There's only 12 fucking notes. Right. You know, all that. Blah, 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 blah. You can't compete anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's fucking ripping balls on that shit. You know, right. I love watching people do it. Only if they're playing something that's tasteful. If they're just fucking speeding out. To me, that's garbage. Yeah. You know, that's like... You know, we were watching this one band. I'm not going to mention who it was, but we were in uh, Montreal watching this band and the guy started doing his solo, you know. Right. I look at her. I'm like, you want to go home? And she's like, yep, let's go. <laughs> we were done. Because it was just like 12 minutes of fucking as fast as he could. And we were just like, "That's that is not good. It's impressive, but no one I like epic fucking shit. I'd rather hear something really slow, but played epically. Yeah. You know? that moves you rather than just you know what i mean right right but, you know some guys are really great at it and i like watching it because it blows my mind because i can't believe what they're fucking doing right i don't want to do it yeah and you've built a real signature sound for yourself yeah how much of that i know you obviously customize your guitars and your amps but you would want at one point mentioned it's how you actually play and if somebody were to it's the everybody holds the strings different mm-hmm. i could take eddie van Halen, eddie eddie van halen's guitar his amp and I'll sound like me, and he could take mine and sound like him. So it's really in the playing and how you hold it, the strings. It is. 
Because, you know, uh, when the arch enemy guys are warming up on a fucking Marshall amp that's about four inches square made out of plastic, mm -hmm. they sound like those guys. Right. You know, I'm like, how the fuck do you sound like that on that piece of shit? I don't <laughs> sound like me on there, <laughs> you know? But uh, yeah, because one time uh, before I was in the band, I was teching for the Misfits and mm -hmm. they opened up for the Damned. Right. And then the Damned was playing and they had Rat Scabies from not Rat Scabies, Jerry Nolan come up, play drums mm -hmm. from the New York Dolls and uh, Johnny Thunders. Mm. Took uh, Bobby Steele's guitar, plugged in the Jerry's amp, didn't touch anything and sounded just like Johnny Thunders. And, and at that moment, that's when I realized it's not it's not the gear, it's the fucking person. Right. And that's the truth. It really is. Yeah, it's the way they hold the strings, the it energy is. that it's you bring so to weird. it. It's so weird. It's so, the angle of your pick, it's everything. Right. Yeah, that's crazy. It makes a lot of sense, though. It does. Yeah. You're obviously in the tri-state area. Where do you, who mixes your albums? Um, I go to Spin Studios. Okay. It's in Long Island City, uh, Nick Chimbakis. Okay. Yeah. Nice. I got to check them out. Yeah, I got a bunch of guys. We keep meaning to, to put an album together. That's the guy you want to talk to. He's okay. good. Yeah. All right. I'll definitely check him out. Cool. Um, let me see here. I think we're just about I'll there. I'll give you his, his info. Oh, that'd be great, man. That'd be really, yeah. really cool. Do you work with, um, I mean, obviously, since you're doing everything independently now, do you work with a producer? I'm the in, producer. Okay. Yeah. Is there anybody in any creative capacity who just observes you guys and says, hey, maybe try this, try that? No, it's all you. No, it's me and him, me and Alex. That's it. Nice. There's got to be real magic to that synergy. Yeah. You know, if you, you know what you like, you know what's good, you know yeah. what's right, you know what's wrong, you know? Mm hmm. You know, um, I had this guitar tech that went to MIT, you know, the guitarist fucking school. Right. And uh, I write a solo and he goes, oh, it's wrong. I'm like, no, it's not. I wrote, you know, one of my solos, it's wrong. I was like, no, it's not. It's like, that's what I heard in my head. I figured it out. That's what it is. He goes, yeah, but it's wrong. I'm like, no, it's right. You're <laughs> teching for some... me. I don't know a fucking thing. And you're right. teching for me. And he's telling you what's wrong and what's yeah. right. <laughs> I had like uh, two of my friends that went to that same school, graduates that could play anything. Both had a tech for me. <laughs> I fucking know two chords. Right. No, that's what all that music theory does to you. You lose touch with the actual feeling of it. There is no, th nothing's wrong. Right. There's nothing is wrong. You, whatever you want to do, that's what you do. Yeah, as long as it sounds good. Sounds good to you. That's right. Yeah. You know, cool. you got to like it. That's the thing. Right, right. Yeah. Awesome. On that note, this is a real pleasure, Doyle. Thank cool, you. Man. And uh, I mean, I've been trying, I've been staying pro up until this point, but I'll tell you, Misfits are my favorite band of oh, all time. Oh, right on. Cool. This is a huge honor for me. And uh, like I said, I mean, you pretty much taught me how to play guitar. Right I observed on. your style. It got me into writing songs. It gave me a template for writing songs because I always wanted to do music and I couldn't write about, you know, love and my feelings. And it was all just horror related stuff yeah. that I ever wanted to do. And I would sure. do these horror sounding songs. Uh -huh. And oddly enough, there was like a vehicle for actually expressing emotion. I would do a song about demonic possession, but it would be about like love and ex-girlfriends. And I didn't even realize it, but you, right. you, the work that you've done has really, really enabled me as an artist. And I got to thank you for that. And just for so many years of so much good music, man. Thank you. Cool, man. Thanks thank for you. everything. Hey again, guys. How awesome was that? I mean, really. So I want to wrap this up with a little summary of my key learnings from this conversation with Doyle. One thing Doyle really advocates for is the importance of doing you. He talks about how a lot of aspiring musicians get very caught up in theory 
and over-focusing on things like chords and scales and all of that. Doyle knows two chords. That's it. An entire 30-year career built entirely on two chords. But as you can see, you can do a whole lot with two guitar chords. It hasn't limited him in the slightest, as he has a very distinctive and recognizable iconic guitar sound. So find your style. Fuck everything else. If it sounds good, stick with it. He also talked about recording with people who would hear his music and say that that's not right. And he would say, no, it is right because it sounds good to me. So we're recording it. There's something strong to this because on your path of becoming a musician or whatever you're working on, these lessons apply to all kinds of art. There's going to be multiple quote unquote pros who are going to tell you that what you're doing is wrong. Doyle is living proof that listening to them isn't always the right thing to do. So obviously we're not knocking teachers or the importance of learning things like music theory, but just don't get too caught up in it. There's so much you can do with a distinctive style and it really doesn't take much. All it takes is having a good ear for what sounds good to you. Number two, keep it moving. Every time Doyle picks up a guitar, he aims to write something new. He doesn't spend a lot of time practicing theory in other people's songs or in stuff that he's already played. When he sits down to play, he aims to be productive and create. There's a huge lesson in this, and that is to focus on output. It's so easy to get lost in practicing, and nobody's knocking that because it's really important. But if you're serious about music, make sure when you pick up your guitar or your piano or you wouldn't necessarily pick up a piano, but when you sit down with your instrument, make sure you're getting down to business and actually making songs. Producing and output is critically important, and it's something that Doyle strives to do regularly every time he picks up his guitar. Next, stay in character. For heavily theatrical acts like the Misfits, Doyle Solo Act, and other bands like Kiss, Rob Zombie, and Marilyn Manson, it's important to uphold the aesthetic and remain in character. Doyle talked about how goofy it was when Kiss took their makeup off and on TV and how it completely ruined the mystique of them for him when he was a young kid. If you have a stage persona, stay in it as much as possible. It makes you more mysterious and ultimately it's way more fun for the fans. Thank you as always for listening to the Nick Taylor Horror Show. If you're enjoying this, don't forget to subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts online. And if you really want to do me a solid, feel free to share this episode with your friends on social media. You can follow the show on the Instagrams at I'm Nick Taylor. That's I M Nick Taylor, T A Y L O R. Same handle on Twitter. And if there's someone you think we should have on the show, send me a message and let me know. Thanks again for listening to the Nick Taylor Horror Show. We scare because we care. <laughs>